0: I'm John Murphy. I'm Christian Humes. And you're listening to Watch, Watch World. World. Thank you, everybody. This is Westworld season three, episode four, The Mother of Exiles. I was first gonna think it was the Mother of All Exiles, but I don't know, I'm not sure exactly what the title I didn't like. Feels it up.
1: more like the mother of dragons.
0: Yes. <laughs> true. That is that is that is very true. Um Christian, what are your thoughts on this? I think very, 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 very good episode of Westworlds.
1: Man, I, I loved it again this whole season back and forth. Is Dolores bad? Is Serac bad? Are they both bad? Who's good? What do I want to happen here? I still don't really know. Um I, I, I'm getting like whiplash from who I'm rooting for back and forth all the time. But that has been such an enjoyable feat. And most of all, uh, it wasn't even like a theory, but it was just a, a random guess from like what was it? Two episodes ago, or was it even maybe the first episode? You hinted
0: last episode. I think we talked about it briefly when, because we we spent the first three episodes trying to figure out who was in Charlotte. Yeah, and and we kept throwing out all these like, oh, who could she have brought from the park? And and you hinted last week, maybe it's a copy of her.
1: Yeah, because it because and the only reason I thought it was because of the one scene with her and Charlotte. And she was like talking to Charlotte and Charlotte like, was like, well, I can't, why can't I be me like you? And I was just like, oh, wait, what if this is just Dolores? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, what if they're just like, this is the, the the one little moment they dropped in there to make us think, like, so that they could point back to it and be like, oh, no, look, we hinted at it. It was there.
0: Yeah. And also, I think that when she's choking that guy on the bench, too, and it's like, yeah. I locked the the other person. me, you're like, oh, that's Wyatt or like, that's the the other side of her that kind of comes in um yeah I, I think i think that was kind of the other hint um but you know i think you know that that's the big reveal here overall is that there is no she didn't bring anybody from the park
1: um no and
0: I was a great psych out i think
1: it was and it, it makes me wonder now like okay so what is her her plan like why does she want bernard back with her what, what how is bernard useful is she actually still good? Is she just aware of the fact that she needs to be the revolutionary so her kind can survive and Bernard's the kind of person that can lead them in the future? Or is she actually such a narcissistic sociopath that she will become like a dictator and she believes that not only not only is her species better than humanity, but she herself is better than her own species to the point where she is only just making replicants of herself i mean it's very agent smith vibes here oh Again. yeah so
0: it's which is weird because it's like oh it's we've seen it before but it's also feels new it feels different um but definitely if they're going that route and that sort of is like oh you're implying that she's a virus in a way like it's like she's the same she's got to copy everybody and just like and put herself into the copies and it'll be kind of a you know invasion of the body snatchers like situation yeah um which i don't i don't know i don't know exactly if that's exactly i think she is doing what she's doing now because she has her goal which is i think to
1: overthrow the world order which is what I still believe. I I think I think this is like actually I think this is the real fake out. Is like them really trying to position her to look like the bad guy momentarily.
0: I don't know. I think they're both episodes. Last episode when she's doing the pitch to Caleb, and then this episode. I think they're both a little bit of uh, shades of like. Oh yeah, trying to trying to fake us out.
1: Yeah, the I mean, and Sirok in many ways like her and Sirok like just feel similar in many ways. They're like two different sides of the same coin in a variety of ways. Um, and I don't think she understands that. Um, yeah, it's it's really incredibly curious to me what's happening. Um, just everything about this episode. I mean, so during last season, we did hear them say like that they had found like the Man in Black. So like we were pretty sure the original Man in Black had been recovered by the security team, but we didn't actually know. So it is like thinking about that flash forward to the forge scenes with the fidelity yeah. test version to the man in black. It's like, okay, maybe that actually won't ever come into play. Maybe this is just like a part of his tortured future that'll never end. Or is uh, is this just like one more chapter in his story for the real man in black right now?
0: Yeah, I mean, they could have in one theory is or one thought should be that they wrote that kind of teaser at the end as because they didn't know whether or not they were getting picked up or not necessarily yeah that's fair and so maybe they were like okay let's just kind of write this sort of buzzy scene that's like oh what does it mean and then ultimately maybe it didn't it's it was like a, a a dream he had or a vision or it's like some like in his crazy mind um and never happens or it could be something that years down the line you know hosts are like trying to reboot and they find stuff in the you know well, in the forge in yeah. the forge, and they're trying to like you know restart the fidelity tests and stuff um, yeah so that's another option too but um you know i I could totally see him just never touching that again or at least well they, they are kind of touching again but in a different way now where it's you know william is seeing you know his the ghost of his daughter basically right visions of him, which you know you you i i i I really like this actress you like her too so it's good to see her back and um she's got a weird Strange, like she looks like Carrie Mulligan, and like has this kind of weird twenty southern like accent, mm-hmm. and so it's like she's very interesting to watch.
1: <laughs> no, she is. Also, speaking of interesting to watch, I think this is the best they've done with the Charlotte Hale character all season. Yes, like they they allowed her to suddenly have some like teeth, like you know they always talk about her, and she always acted like this person who is like conniving and manipulative, and of course we know it's not Charlotte anymore. But Getting to see like what felt like real character <laughs> come yeah. out of that actress on the show, I was so happy to see that. Like, though, all of those scenes were, um, I think really good.
0: Yeah, I think, I think Tessa Thompson definitely has taken a bit of a step up this yeah. season.
1: And I've always felt like it's more the, the material, I've always felt like she was the one thing they did a bad job writing. Um, and so that, I was glad yeah. to see her get a chance to do it. Because so, I've seen her act in other things that so she does great. And half the time she's doing stuff in this, I'm like, I don't know what you would do with these lines. Like, I don't, I don't know what anyone's supposed to do. So, um, yeah. yeah. I don't know if there was the low moment in the episode for me.
0: Um, no, no, I don't think so. Um, there's just a lot of really good stuff in this episode because I think this is also the first episode we get everybody. Uh, like,
1: oh, that's fair. That's you know, fair. And it's like everyone meets up, too
0: yeah you get a lot of collisions between characters too um which is interesting though because now we have the dolores reveal the fact that she is in multiple people everybody now can be interacting with her on some way with different characters and yet be in different locations <laughs> so like you know Maeve interacts with her bernard interacts with her it's like but you know they're on different opposite ends of the pacific ocean so um which i think was really interesting i i uh um, is there anything, I guess we should dive into specifics. Um, um, I don't know, where do you want to begin exactly?
1: Uh, let's mean? let's start, because I feel like Dolores' character and stuff kind of comes in with everyone else, with Caleb and everything. So, um, I don't know, I think we should start with Maeve, because I think she had kind of the biggest thread.
0: Yeah, I mean, she wakes up and she's with Serac again. Um, this is where we get the big reveal. This is where I, I think I texted you and said, like, I don't care if he's evil or not. I think I'm on his side. Yeah. <laughs> Rest of the season. Because going off of last week, too, and the week before, I think, you know, I, for him in this world, we get the big reveal about why he's doing what he's doing. And right. the reason is, is because Paris does not exist anymore because of what it looks like some nuclear attack that we get in a flashback. Yes. And he is motivated by the fact that humans in their chaos will destroy themselves. Right. If they're given like free will. Choice. Yeah. Cho- but like the type of choice we, we currently face now where it's blind choice. Right. Like We make choices blindly.
1: Um, yeah. And I mean, I get what he's saying. And I understand that like on paper, all of that's true. But I still would rather live in a world where we could wipe ourselves out versus one where like just progress is limited. It's like if this machine is sort of dictating what is allowed to happen in the future, it's like it also then could prevent a possibly better future as well. Like you can only you can only you can't grow beyond your cage. Well, so then what's what's the what's the potential of humanity when, you know, a product of humanity is dictating its potential? Uh, so. Like, theoretically, I disagree with the entire thing, but also, like, if you're someone who lives in a world of so much chaos and you you have the ability to change that, then, like, you know, it's inherently a complicated issue.
0: Yeah, I mean, the real-world application of this fictionalized show, yeah, it it is much more complicated than what they're presenting here because there is no, right now, no machine that we are aware of that is able to, you know, collect data and... Right, what needs to be done to maximize potential? Right, you know, um, there, I, I, they're most they're probably trying
1: to do that. Um, <laughs> through my problem with him comes into the fact that like he doesn't value individual human life, and so that's the problem I have with it. He seems to only value humanity on a grand scale, and so he looks at everything like it's, um, you know, it's oh. like he's more concerned, obviously, with the needs of the many over the needs of the few, which is important, but. Then, when you stop caring about the humanity of the few, it then suddenly like people be- just become numbers on a sh- on a piece of paper.
0: Yeah, I mean that's that's the the sort of trade off. But but I think that ties into what I said earlier about blind choices. Like the, the like the reason why he doesn't really care about necessarily the individual is because that is what leads to things like the destruction of Paris. Right. Uh, you know, it's. He, you know, for in order to save this world, it's like he needs to to take this bigger stance.
1: Sure, you gotta you gotta break a couple of eggs to make an omelet.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's it's the same ideas that were that was proposed in Watchmen with Ozymandias. It's like in yes. order to create you know a peace or utopia to avoid nuclear war, you have to create you know sometimes yeah. they, like you have to kind of and a lot of people may have to die to do yeah to do it or but I,
1: but see that's the thing it's like i inherently think he was wrong (laughs) ozymandias yeah
0: yeah i mean well i mean it's it's would you sacrifice millions to save billions
1: sure yeah i I guess the difference is like you'll we'll never know the actual answer right like he he by doing what you're doing you remove the ability for people to make the errors and like those errors are so grave that maybe they shouldn't be allowed to make them but also like I don't know, people can't rise to the occasion if they're never given the opportunity. It's just, the, that's what's so inherently complicated about it. It's like, if there's no choice, then what's the point?
0: Yeah, I mean, that's, that's I think, the fundamental question about humanity itself. It's yeah. this idea of, sure, we were, you know, we evolved to be these creatures of choice and to have free will and to have all these, um, you know, these things. But we currently live in a world in which now there are, I don't know, what, 8 billion people now or like 7 point
1: something billion, seven. you yeah.
0: know, ish. Um, we're probably closing it on 8, not too. um <laughs> uh, but think?
1: I think it was only 7 in like 2012. Okay, well, anyways. You know, the, given the exponential yeah. growth of humanity, um, you know, I
0: think it's hard to have individual freedom when there's 7 plus billion of us and we're all clamoring to have that. And we're, there's only one wor- world. We can't live off the world yet. We can't expand and like take this pressure off of this terror that we've are you know (laughs) crushing under our own thing so like i totally get that at the same time i totally understand like living in a country that we do where we supposedly like value like individual freedoms and you know the choice to do what you want and to come here and to like fulfill your dreams in a certain way yeah that is totally counter to that um but yeah you know so like the I, i i understand but for me in this world for humanity's sake, I understand and I see what Tarak is doing, and I'm on board.
1: <laughs> the problem is, you can't turn the machine off, right? Because once you have this, people will be too afraid. So then, like, whatever the machine is able to predict, the, the problem with ma- the machine, it's the last thing I want to say about it, is it, it doesn't allow necessarily for um, things that don't exist. And, like, what humanity's always been able to do is to come up with new things. It's like you, there, it can't. There's no abstractions, right? Which is why it breaks down whenever there's what's considered to be an outlier. Yeah, and and outliers are the things that like, kind of make humanity humanity. Um, and you know we've seen Caleb, and I would say that Caleb is not a bad person if, if even if he's done bad things. Um, and he's clearly going to be someone that machine thinks is an outlier.
0: Well, yeah, according to the data that that. Dolores has given him is that the machine has decided that because of who he is, it is better if he ultimately, you know, ends his path in suicide, you know, sooner than later. Um, Right. You know, which I think sucks. It's like, yeah, that for for certain people in which the the path is determined, it's like that's, you know, that's awful. But it's again, it's like that's the thing. It's like we, we do that now in society, like in order for us to have cheap things, people have to sacrifice in other places to get those totally. cheap things. We right. just we just don't think about that. Correct. You know, and so this is the same thing here where it's, like, people like Caleb have to sacrifice in order for, like, other people to, you know, I think, improve or progress and, you know. Um, you know, and, and ultimately, it probably, this is the whole, like, thing I think we talked about a little bit. It's, like, you know, what the elves were to humans. Elves were, like, kind of the pinnacle of sort of a humanoid like race but they didn't age or nothing really they didn't really do anything (laughs) you know they just kind of like lived out their days over and over and over again um it was kind of boring so um whereas humans are much more exciting you know because they're wild and chaotic and they're destructive and
1: and they end and they end right um so Basically, Maeve Mave was given the option to explore her world, which she still has her super Matrix Wi-Fi, as we saw her walk down the streets of Singapore, which I love. Yeah, that was very cool. Um, it was very Matrixy. I enjoyed her whole little like detective episode as she like went around town bruising up guys. They went to Bernard's home, his finished home, which we got to briefly see. Yes, um, I was kind of hoping that could be their cool like you know base camp because. I liked that it was like I just think it looked great and I was kind of hoping that would be something we would see a lot but it yeah. seems like it's kind of already compromised so it's done.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean yeah, we I would say it'd be probably not going to see it again.
1: Yeah. Um but what's crazy is it looks like Dolores installs herself as the head of the yakuza and yes. is it looks like trying to build a new army of them or she's yes. at least infiltrating the people who facilitate whatever the weird you know silicone milk that the hosts the run off of yeah. yeah yeah um
0: that was my yeah i i think that she is stockpiling materials to i think mass produce yes
1: yeah. which makes me wonder if the whole reason she sent those people to the valley beyond and encrypted it is so that she could then one day pull them down
0: yeah because as sarah kind of said to me it's like Dolores has the ability to, you know, basically find the valley beyond. It's the code yeah. is in her head, um, which then makes you think, oh, yeah, she could pull down Teddy or pull down all these other people that I think are there. And then so they're not. So, the, you know, Serac, maybe he uses that a little bit as a motivation and kind of a threat for her. Um, who knows if it's actually true or not, because it's he said it as a motivation. So, right you know I, I it, it kind of then it makes you know Dolores again not seem as you know good necessarily
1: um but it does but also he's like no your your kind could never coexist yeah i mean that was, at least he's being honest there in the sense that yeah but that's i don't think that's inherently true either because like look at bernard well look i mean Stubbs like they they would have no problem coexisting with other humans if giving the option, in fact, I think a lot of hosts wouldn't.
0: But they would have to live in the shadows, basically. They would have to. People would not have to. Would never know who they are. Sure, it's you know because I, the reason why like we enjoy robots and other things in in the world is if we can see that they're clearly robots.
1: There's also though no reason that they can't just have the entire Westworld island to themselves.
0: I don't think it'll ever work out. I think humanity has shown and history has shown that that just. You can't coexist in the same dimension. <laughs> in the same plane of space, I think. You know, either it will be humans or it will be the hosts will eventually want to grow and and, you know, conflict will arise. So it's never good. But, you know, if, they're, the if they're allowed to live in the valley beyond in a sort of encrypted hidden world away from yeah. ours. But yeah. see, I
1: don't believe Sorak at all. I think he wants to delete them. I think he doesn't want there to be a variable out there. I'm sure you know like there's yeah. no way this this man would allow them to exist. He looks at them as like an extreme unpredictable variable and if he could wipe them out, I think he would.
0: Well, yeah, because I think any variable that leads to the, you know, destruction of the world order and the you know, and Right. Yeah. is is a threat. So, makes sense. Um I loved Maeve when she could use her powers to like all the Yakuza guys have these like you know targeting gun pistol like technology on their hands and
1: uses which and, makes sense like yeah. you know yeah i think that's it's, it's think, auto aim for yeah your, we, for real life
0: i think we we're starting to see that right i think we've seen that in some form in real life uh there's some stuff like that yeah yeah so it makes sense that this would be pretty common um especially for guys but it's kind of funny because you can't really conceal your your weapon you just have to kind of <laughs> carry it around openly <laughs> When, like, you're, I guess, on guard duty. Um,
1: yeah, which is ridiculous.
0: Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, we're well, briefly, before they she gets that compound, like, we're introduced to the mortician lady. Um, just, like, kind of an interesting, not really, doesn't really go anywhere, obviously, but just a, another random character introduced in this sort of mystery subplot.
1: Well, yeah, and I think it was also just to give us more details, like, whenever they give us new bits on how this world works. So, I think they really wanted to show off the whole blood thing uh oh, and no. the organ trading because um we'll we see with caleb and dolores when they want to steal someone's identity everyone's blood is their biometric identity sensor so that's what all the bags of blood were they they were selling it so that people could use it to steal other people's identities
0: <laughs> yeah and that's what um the guy that seroc was basically torturing in the ultimate shot um he that guy was a middleman in like trading identities and what help right. trade those, those five or Dolores and the others to get them to get them smuggled in um yeah and then we get the big reveal at the end of this Maeve scene um coinciding with the Dolores reveal but that's uh we get uh Musashi is uh is revealed as the head of the Yakuza writing um which at first I was like oh shit like and I was like wait that doesn't make any sense because they never met each other I was like, "Why would?" And then she goes on that whole speech. I was like, "Oh, I guess that kind of makes sense." But then they, re, you know, reveal the yeah, the Dolores reveal. But I was like, "Oh, I guess maybe like she randomly brought these characters
1: back, but she just brought their their shells back." <laughs> yeah, which makes sense because she was smart about. I mean, she must have known by reading the forged documents like where like you know in eastern asia they you know things were connected so she was like okay i'm going to get this guy i'm going to ha- i'm going to use this shell for charlotte and then i'm going to use because she knew what would be useful to her yeah um yeah no, i i it's a g I mean it's a smart plan to do
0: to, to do that it's um you know and so yeah so and then i it's pretty obvious that they're stockpiling the whatever the white substance for making hosts um you know again is it for a bunch of doloreses or for actual other hosts that could come in
1: right who knows
0: you know we'll see um should we move over to bernard and ashley my favorite yeah totally buddy
1: cop duo chubbs absolutely (laughs) yeah i I enjoyed their their motel scene yeah the motel scene was amazing when he brought him back the beer yeah (laughs) it was so good yeah, and I like, loved that scene. And he
0: threw out apparently like he broke his elbow like swimming for five miles <laughs> into shore. Yeah. That was all funny. Um Do you think that those are Elon Musk's rockets? Or those are uh, SpaceX rockets that were firing
1: at Well, out I mean that's like support of what they're they're supposed to be. Well, I think I think what it is is that they're both probably orbital rockets, but also they're probably low orbit rockets, because the whole thing like SpaceX is talking about doing now is like replacing commercial flights with their rockets in the future yeah um which if possible would like really kind of change travel it would allow you to get like from one side of the planet to the other you know like an hour um so i I thought that was awesome i loved that i thought that was really fucking cool
0: yeah but it's kind of funny that and ironic it's sort of positioned among the sort of squalor that is lancaster
1: in this world also in real life but um well, I thought I thought that it was almost basically just like living by an airport now is the way I was looking at it.
0: Yeah, but it's like kind of in the distance you have this sort of such a, you know, bright, shiny technology, it's like the future yeah. and then among the kind of just waste of just what's been left behind a little bit. Yeah. Um, wh- you know, which ties into this is not quite the perfect world as as no, as you'd see in the downtown LA the main section of LA where everything's kind of very pristine and clean and you have the the architecture that's mixed with like flora and fauna and, um, you know, just, it, it seems a much more perfect utopia, but then you realize, oh yeah, like outside of that, there's, it's still kind of very similar to the world that the current problems we still face with inequality and other things like that. So, you know, uh, so that was interesting. um, so Bernard thinks that he has a plan in which he believes that Dolores has already taken Liam Dempsey and yeah, turned him into a I, lo- I
1: loved that. I loved that when they try to, they grab him at this weird eyes wide shut yeah. kind of uh, a <laughs> party. party.
0: Yeah. So like, but it, I didn't quite, I didn't rewatch that scene again, but how did he come to that again? He's like, "How did you figure out the like?" Ashley asks him, "Like, how and how do you know this?" He's like, "Oh, I ch- like, uh, I forget exactly what he says,
1: but um, oh well." He hacked instead of trying to hack the security detail because you know the oh he hacked his driver Yeah, right. ha- yeah, yeah,
0: that's right. Um, yeah, because Martin Martin Connells is you know right already been transformed, so he couldn't ha- get into him. Right, so it's Dolores. Okay, um. Yeah, okay. That then that makes more sense. That's why he thinks it's Liam and not you know. But um yeah. Um we'll we'll get to the Eyes Watch Up party late after we just I guess talk about the uh Caleb Dolores scene of them easily like stealing all of Liam Dempsey's money. (laughs) Yeah. A little too easy. Yeah. It's like um, you know, she just knocks out that guy, Roderick, I think his name. Or not not Roderick, um I forget whatever his name was. Um, yeah, they run ran, ran down the street. They take his blood, injects it into Caleb, and then goes into this special bank that handles. Well, r-
1: but it was a two. It was a two part because the other part was the fact that oh, they the, had the uh, the password too, right? Which which Liam Dempsey gave up because he thought he was giving up his asset like security password for something else. He didn't realize it was for a bank transfer. Yeah. So yeah. that was the that was the real hard part. It's like well, it's one thing to be able to just like get someone who can issue the transaction. It's another to get the guy himself to approve it. Like he would have, he's like the second factor authentication, and yeah, they got him.
0: You'd think though, like in a world like one of probably one of a very wealthy man, which yeah. probably Liam Dempsey is because of Insight it shouldn't be that easy just to move that much money out of him.
1: (laughs) Yeah. But he is not there, but it also could be the equivalent of like, he's moving that account to another account. Maybe it's not all of his assets, but it's a large, you know, who knows? We don't, we don't have the answer to that, but um, I'm sure we'll find out either way. I liked it. It was like a fun high scene. I really like seeing how like, well, Caleb did. um, And it just continues to show like how much Dolores does not have planned out. And it's it's like such a flip script from the past season where Dolores had everything planned out, she knew every action everyone was gonna take, and now Sirach kind of has that ability. Yeah, and, and hers
0: hers is always like the backup is I'm just gonna shoot everybody.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: You know. Um, you know, which adds, I think, some stakes to these scenes. I I did enjoy the woman on the other on the other side of the table of the scene. Oh, she was because like you can kinda of tell she's like, um, mm. Something's weird going on here, but I can't quite do do anything about it.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, Evan Evan for Wood has done incredible this season. Yeah, her she's jawline like transformative is transformative when she <laughs> like acts differently in these scenes. She's great.
0: Yeah, no, no, she's good. Um, yeah, she she I think acts really well. Like in the, this whole series, for the most part, I think to see her transformation from season one, which she was doing her program and like in her loop and. And then to now like how much that character has and like her performances of it have the range that she's had to go through, which is pretty pretty interesting to watch.
1: Yeah. Um, absolutely.
0: Um it's kind of funny because the only person that really has not has been a constant that the whole season, which I feel kinda of bad for, is Bernard. So I kind of feel bad for <laughs> Jeffrey Wright. Because he's basically has had to act the same way almost the entire time. <laughs> um minus yeah. like a few times where he's been but he's to.
1: so like, I'll tell you what, if Jeffrey Wright wanted to do like a new rating rainbow or something, he has such a soothing voice. Oh yeah. You know, I would <laughs> listen to a podcast with him. hundred percent, hundred percent. That'd be great. No, um, yeah. well, so was there anything else to cover? So we, we I guess we should talk about Charlie Hale and the man in black because we're at the point where everyone collides. Yes. The, right. So, Charlotte Hale, Man in Black, Man in Black scenes. He's clearly tortured. He doesn't use the bathroom anymore because that's the scene where his wife killed himself. He's seeing his uh, daughter who he kills. He's going through all that and processing it. And it's amazing. Like, he has probably been terrified about the possibility of having the same future as Abernathy. I mean, he watched this, like, tortured, uh, not Abernathy, but um, James Delos of James Dallas. He watched yeah. this tortured version of James Dallas exist for decades just dying killing himself over and over and over and over again yeah and I, he's so concerned about that happening that he's actually like become unhinged as a human at this point and it makes me wonder if that's actually going to make him break his circle like he's going to break his the the test and he's actually going to be able to pass the fidelity test especially because of the way it kind of ends with Dolores and Charlotte and him um yeah I you mean, know.
0: his his sort of uh, he's de- de- evolution into a Howard, he- uh, like Howard Hughes, like dementia in a way. Yeah, um, yeah, I think could actually help him in a way because it's not that he he does question the nature of his reality, but not in a in a different way. Because right. it's like it's for the problem with the 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 human made ho- like the hosts that were trying to be humans. Was that they firmly believed that they were until, and they it could, uh, could never sit. But him, it's the opposite where he is constantly thinking that he is not human, and this like drives him mad, which could then also be what say you know actually breaks the cycle. Like as you said,
1: yeah, the way he kind of came to terms with the ghost of his daughter by saying like, you know, I did make a choice. I chose to believe that you were not real, and like yeah. that's my fault, but. Like he did choose that. So I think um, he really has a deep understanding of the the sort of shortcomings of humanity as the Forge has at least shown them to be. Um, yeah. And I, I really wonder if that his interactions and his lifetime spent with Dolores and the host is, is possibly going to be something that makes him an outlier to Dolores' system. I mean, the whole show is coming down to like outliers, right? Like Dolores is an outlier among the hosts. He's an outlier among the humans, like Caleb's an outlier. Like, it's all about the people that don't fit into the system and the people who control the system and want to keep those machinations going forever.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Do you, So do you think he teams up with Dolores or he kind of is a no. in between? I mean, Dolores wants him to sit there and rot. Yes. Right. So I think ultimately, like, I do believe that Dolores is trying to do a good thing in a bad way, but I think there's also probably only a bad way to do the good thing she's trying to do. Even if the good thing she does hurts more people than it helps, it at least might give people the opportunity. But I do think she's going to end up going too far. Someone's going to have to stop her. And it just... The whole thing that I I can't help but think constantly when I watch Flores is she's become the object of her hate. Everything she hates about all the people who ruined and tortured, and raped, and every like, all the things people did to her, she has become, she's become the evil thing she hates, and so, like, eventually someone will have to stop her. Yeah, which, yeah, it's the never-ending cycle. Right. Of And so that's why I feel like, who better than the person who created her? Yeah. Because I would argue that no longer is Bernard the man that created Dolores, it's like the man in black is the guy who created this Dolores.
0: Yeah. That is true. Yeah, no, I think it. But I think at the same time, maybe he, like you said, because he's an out, outlier to a degree, and he's kind of yeah. Maybe at by the end of the season, he or get as we get to the end of the season, he's going to be kind of in burn it all down mode, and right. maybe he's like both. I'm going to stop Dolores, and I'm going to stop Serac, and yeah, I'm going to, you know, destroy the world order to a degree, and throw the world into chaos. But that's going to be good because, you know yeah (laughs) i mean alternatively
1: alternatively alternatively, it ends with dolores dying by bernard's hands the same way that everything started with arnold being killed by dolores you know but i do think that like they're going to come back to that theme because there's just too many runaway trains
0: yeah no yeah i mean i i I could totally see that and that does make the most sense because they are the more like other than obviously uh, william and the man in black it's they're the most tied in the sense that Arnold created Dolores, Dolores created, like, in a way created this version of Bernard that we see um, and brought him here. And so, um, you know, their, pa- their paths have been long intertwined.
1: Oh, I didn't t- tell you this last night, but there was a fleeting moment where when the Man in Black, it was like, who are you? I, yeah. And he was like, oh, it's, I'm your best friend. I was like, oh my God, it's Logan. <laughs> like, how awesome would that have been if it was Logan? Yeah, in there. Yeah. That would have been amazing.
0: Yeah, um, I also thought, I, I, yeah, that'd, that'd be an interesting. That would have been an interesting twist if, like, she brought him, like, a version of him back. That's
1: yeah. I, I mean, I thought I, I found, always found Logan to be really compelling because he was able to see the problem with the path the Man in Black went down early on. Like, he was able to disassociate the Westworld from reality in a way that the man in black was not. And so he was able to do the cruel things and then just be like, Hey, like these things aren't real. Like you can't. And, and the man in black, like at that point, like lost his way and he couldn't tell what, like what was important. Like were the hosts, cause the hosts were real enough to him. Like he yeah. felt like real love. So it was just like, Logan always kind of felt like a good foil to him for me. So for there was a brief moment, I was like, yeah, Logan, here we go. And then it was like, oh, shit, wait, no, we got a million Dolores. This is going to be bad. <laughs> also, I saw some brief thing online of um,
0: someone pointing out in the flashback with Serac as a as a child um, how it looks strangely like Ford as a kid. And we're, and someone was like, do you think Serac is like the brother of Ford? <laughs>
1: or something. Oh, I could totally believe something like
0: that. <laughs> I was like, ah, maybe they just reuse like. The same like you know sort of setting that they've yeah. shot some other things on, and <laughs> you know I think I think it's it's made to look similar enough, but i don't I think that's too wild of a of a connection for them to be like
1: brothers, yeah, but i I could see that maybe like they end up in the same orphanage <laughs> it's like <laughs> that's true you know what I mean, yeah, um because there's very much uh Jurassic Park it just reminded me of Jurassic Park, so Jurassic park. You know, it had John Hammond, but in Jurassic World two, they introduced a new guy who's a, an old man, and he's basically like he was Hammond's partner. Uh, so now he had Hammond's old walking cane and stuff, and so now he was like trying to bring stuff like from that world into our world now, and mm. like, it was like that makes sense. Uh,
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah, because no, because and en- ends up partnering with Liam Dempsey's father to create Rhea Yes, so I, I. But I think, I've, in some ways, Serax and Ford's p- paths must have crossed at some point because Siroc knew about what Dallas was doing.
1: Yeah, and what's interesting to me is, so he said they sold him some data 20 years ago, but the event where Arnold died was over 30 years ago now. Yes. So it was post, like, it was probably during the time in which Westworld. Was trying to recover from that incident, and so they sold some data to like get the money to begin their recovery.
0: Yeah, well, do you think that also it's you know Ford essentially selling the the technology that was the maze that he that was created for the host? He's selling that right. and that was used to create Riobeam as the right. maze for humanity. Right, um, that's probably what it is. Yeah,
1: I I would believe that one hundred percent
0: because he's probably Ford's like. Hey, I'm working on something big here to basically create life, unlock a new species. Right. It is possible you could do the same, but for humanity. So
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's so, awesome. Anyways, that wraps uh, up the mother of exiles. It does. Well the, we missed one last thing. So everyone oh, collides at the weird oh, yes. sex party. Oh yeah. Um <laughs> people recognize uh the dead girlfriend of Liam Dempsey, but they were all like tripping so they thought it was like fake <laughs> I, I really do like Liam
0: Debsy's like shitty friends.
1: Oh I love Liam Debsy. I, I like his character.
0: Oh, I like him um, but I just like his shitty friends that are just like oh yeah <laughs> they're just like awful but they're
1: just I kind of fun sees, to watch. She sees you know Dolores fighting and thinks that she's that dead girl but she just b- puts it on the drugs. She's like these are great yeah it's like wow <laughs> <laughs> um which I can't believe she beat Stubbs well, he's, like,
0: kind of broken.
1: Yeah, I guess. he's. That's a shame.
0: Yeah, he his shoulder doesn't work. He's kind of beat up. He's an older model. Um, yeah, he's a little slow. Uh, you know, she's newer. Um, do you think he's gone, or is he... Oh, he's fine. He fell, like, 10 feet. I know, but, like, I guess he's going to be in some sort of custody. I guess it depends if it's Dolores' custody or... Do you think?
1: I don't know. Oh, uh, I don't know. I think this place was, like... I bet crazy fights and things like that happen at these like rich drug sex parties all the time. Yeah, and no one fucking bats an eye.
0: That's true. That's true. Because
1: no one seemed to give a shit <laughs> what was happening. Yeah, and also we, we've only party.
0: seen two cops this entire season, and they they were corrupt yeah. cops. <laughs> so. so
1: I think I think he's gonna be just fine. Um, and what was curious to me was. So the security detail, who's actually Dolores, grabs Dempsey from Bernard, makes him run. Caleb goes after him and then takes Bernard's sort of chuckle hide switch. Yeah. But I don't think he got Bernard's on-off switch. Uh, I don't think he knows that Bernard it, has that.
0: He has two. Yeah.
1: Yeah, because he has one for himself, which is his, I'm going to flip two uh, from Bernard to, you know, uh, from Armin to Bernard <laughs> sort yeah. of a thing. Like, we're going to go we're going to go to evil Bernard. And then the other one is the one that he can turn off any host that he pointed at, which is the same thing that Sarak made for Maeve.
0: Mm. Yes. Uh, Yes. Okay. So that's probably how, when we pick up next episode, probably that's going to like, that's going to be the thing we see. Like Bernard gets away. Yeah. Um, But I think also he, it's uh, not to like dive into teasers a little bit, but you know, we do like, there's a question in which it seems that like, Bernard is pointing to Caleb, which means that they probably do interact at some point, which i guess guessing maybe then Bernard does go a lot, like with them for a bit. And then maybe at some point, like you said, the switch is used, but it's not the on-off switch. It's the Hulk mode switch. Yeah. So that'll be interesting. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that's the Mother of Exiles. I hope everybody enjoyed it. I loved it. Yeah, that no, was great. It, it's I always forget with HBO shows, it's kind of like three episodes of kind of set up, getting into stuff. And then I think kind of get to the midpoint here on. It's like this is when like I mean, there was a bit more,
1: I think, in this season than the last one. But also this season is like they really had to change, like reset everyone because the park is so like not a part of this season. And so they had to like really introduce you to it. It's almost a completely separate show. Yeah, in a way. Yeah, so it's, it's a
0: lot. I would say if someone didn't watch the show, and suddenly just died in, they'd be like, "Well, what? What's going on? Who, like, yeah. <laughs> what's the West? West? <laughs> like, where is the park?" Yeah. Um, yeah, it's definitely very different. It almost feels like a different show, but at the same time, you do still care about s- these characters, even if they're in different bodies and different, you know.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I do believe at some point we're going to go back to Parks, probably, just because for a narrative sense, it's like you know the hero has to return home. Yeah, you know, so uh, at least I hope so because I I like it. But when they do, they're going to have to find a new interesting way to make it happen. Yeah, it's Uh, probably going to be. I believe they will, and probably
0: will revolve around the Valley Beyond a little bit. Yeah,
1: probably, and hopefully, whatever the final park is that we don't know.
0: That's true. Um, Which will be, uh, I don't know. What what are your what are your ideas for that world?
1: I don't know. I mean, it could just be Roman world, but I still. I still want a Jurassic Park. I mean they gave us the West they gave us the Game of Thrones world. They gave us <laughs> uh, you know, yeah. Westeros world. So give me Jurassic Park. Just give me Dinosaur Island. It would be it's like, you know, Charlotte Hale's little kid was like, Oh, I want to see an elephant. She's like, Oh well there there's no elephants left. It's like they had elephants in the India world. Like the when you went to the to Raj world it was kinda like yeah. Oh, you're here to see things that like really don't exist. You couldn't go hunt these things anymore because um, they, they're they gone. So it's like, at that point, what's the difference between having a T-Rex and a saber and a tiger? It's like, because we were around while tigers were around, it's like, well, who cares? These things were animals once. Yeah, that's true. Um, and they could do more realistic depictions of them and less like Jurassic Park and more like actual animals. Yeah, like just giant you know, birds, monsters. Giant scary birds. Dude, I still think, I honestly believe that if they did dinosaur like Jurassic Park quality level movie but with realistic looking dinosaurs that they might look scarier oh yeah. I really think that there'd be something almost more terrifying about raptors with feathers it would just make them look more wild
0: oh yeah more alien like more wild uh-huh.
1: yeah no yeah so, it's, it's
0: true I agree
1: uh John can be found at the John Murphy I can be found at Christian underscore Humes. we are hashtag watchworld. Interact with us, find us. We gotta check out Discord, all different kinds of stuff. Um keep listening. I hope everybody is staying clean, staying safe, washing their hands. And John, would you be able to pull up a quote for us? Welcome to the end of the game.